You are listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby of Torch in Houston, Texas. This is the Living Jewishly Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Living Jewishly. This week, we will be discussing the laws of the three weeks. The three weeks are the three weeks between the 17th of Tammuz, which was the beginning of the destruction of the temple when the walls of Jerusalem were breached, and Tisha B'Av, the 9th of Av, which was the day that our temples, both temples, the first and second temples, were destroyed. Since on the 17th of Tammuz is when the destruction of the temple began, we observe some laws of mourning from the fast of the 17th of Tammuz until after the 9th of Av. These weeks are referred to as the three weeks and also referred to as Bain Hametzarim, between the straits. There are special laws that apply to these three weeks. It is proper for every God-fearing Jew to recite Tikkun Chatzot daily. And this is a special prayer asking Hashem for mercy and crying over the destruction of the temple. Even though there is a biblical commandment to be fruitful and multiply, we do not get married and have weddings during these three weeks. A couple may get engaged and have a festive engagement celebration during this period of time. There are some things that, while still permitted during the three weeks, should not be done after Rosh Chodesh Av. So only during the nine days it should be limited. And that is engagement parties should be held off till after Tisha B'Av, till after the ninth of Av. And a Jewish musician whose livelihood is to play music is allowed to play music for non-Jews, but only until Rosh Chodesh Av. So during the nine days, he should avoid playing music even for non-Jews. There are some that don't drink wine or eat meat during the entire three weeks. However, the observed custom is to only limit these during the nine days alone. This does not apply to Shabbos, when it is always a mitzvah to wine and dine. It is proper not to recite the blessings of Shehecheyanu during the three weeks. Therefore, one shouldn't buy new clothes during this three-week mourning period. So, that applies today. We're right now in those three weeks. Just l- last week was the fast of the 17th of Tammuz. And therefore, we're now in the three weeks. And it's an important thing for us to have a consciousness, a recognition of the mourning period that we're in right now. If one has a new fruit, it is ideal to recite the Shehechiyanu on the new fruit on Shabbos. The problem with it is that if you leave the fruit and it'll get spoiled, so then you're never you're going to miss out on the fruit and you're going to miss out on the opportunity to recite the Sheikh Yanu. So therefore, it should be done on Shabbos. One should never educate children by hitting them. However, if one did use this method of discipline, it should not be used during these days. So just as a side note in the discussion about parenting, we've discussed numerous times and we can revisit this sometime. It's not a good way to educate your children with hitting them ever. But if someone was accustomed to doing that, the halacha specifically says, don't do it during these three weeks. Haircuts should be avoided altogether during the three weeks. Cutting nails and trimming a mustache that interferes with eating may be done until the week of Tisha B'Av. A mohel who uses his nails for the circumcision procedure may fix his nails. And that is because there's a certain part of the the bris that requires the nails to do something called priya, um, not the actual cutting, but it's just there's a certain part of the bris process that requires the mole to have a nail that is cut a certain way. The three shabbosos, the three shabbases, 
between the 17th of Tammuz and the 9th of Av are called the three weeks of calamity. They're called Gimel de Puranusa, and we read special Haftorahs during these three weeks. If a congregation erroneously forgot to supplement with the correct Haftorah, they can do a double Haftorah the following week because the two readings, two of the readings of the Haftorah are right next to each other, and therefore it can be counted as one reading. If Rosh Chodesh Av falls on Shabbos, the Haftorah read should be Hashemayim Kis'i from Isaiah. When we enter the month of Av, we are to minimize our joy. So it's interesting, if you remember, when we talked about the laws of the month of Adar, it says that in the month of Adar, we increase in joy. In the month of Av, we decrease in joy. But our sages point out, a person should always be in a state of joy. Sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, but the constant is to have joy. We avoid building and doing things that will bring us to joy. Additionally, one should avoid getting their architecture done for a new home or a building drawn during the month of Av. It is best for one to avoid a court case during the month of Av since our luck is diminished and we generally have bad luck during this month. If it isn't possible to reschedule the court date for after the month of Av, then it is best to at least push it past the ninth of Av. Although we generally bless the new moon any time after day three of the Hebrew month until the 15th of the month, in the month of Av, we don't bless the new moon until after Tisha B'Av. As mentioned in Halacha number six, meat and chicken and wine are prohibited during the nine days. Even foods that were just cooked with meat should be avoided. So if you have You're not going to eat the meat, but I'm going to eat the potatoes that were cooked with the meat. That should be avoided as well. Someone who cannot tolerate dairy due to health reasons or someone who is ill and the doctor tells them they should eat meat or chicken, they may do so for their health. Since on the 7th of Av, our enemies entered the sanctuary of our temples, if possible, one should avoid any meat and wine from the 7th of Av. A festive meal of a mitzvah, like a bris, or a pigeon haben, a completion of a tractate of Talmud, one may celebrate these occasions with wine and meat. And many people have this uh, custom where during the entire nine days, they will conclude a tractate of Talmud, so that way, according to halacha, they are permitted to celebrate with a festive meat and wine meal. One is allowed to include their family members, and 10 other people who would normally participate in their celebration of this special event. So you can't just, you know, go to a restaurant where they say, it's a meat restaurant, we're going to have a seum here, celebration, and anybody can participate. You have to actually be be someone who they would have invited to such an event, even if it wasn't during the nine days. Since we don't drink wine during the nine days, the Havdalah wine should ideally be drunk by a child. If that is not an available option, then the adult can drink the wine. Laundry should not be done during the nine days. Even bringing it to a non-Jewish laundromat or cleaners should be avoided. This includes clothes that will not be used until after the nine days. A Jewish employee who cleans garments for non-Jews may do so during the nine days, but should be careful with laundering during the week of Tisha B'Av. And we see that in Halacha, there are extra stringencies that are referred by Halacha 
for the week of Tisha B'Av to be more stringent. It is proper not to wear uh, freshly laundered clothes during the nine days except for Shabbos. A possible solution that many people do is they wear the clothes for a few minutes prior to the nine days. Like this, the clothes are still clean, but not freshly laundered. So what they do is they'll wear their shirt before Rosh Chodesh Av. They wear their shirt, their, their, their skirt, whatever it is that is freshly laundered, they will wear it for a few minutes, and that way it's not freshly laundered, but it's still clean. Anything that is usually done for the honor of Shabbos may be done during the nine days for Shabbos. Putting new clothes or new cloth diapers on a baby is not a problem during the nine days. Our modern-day disposable diapers are definitely not a problem. All the laws regarding a woman in her nida period and the process in which she needs to purify herself are to be observed as normal even during the nine days. One should not have new clothes or shoes tailored for them during the nine days, even by a non-Jew. If an urgent situation arises, like someone realizing that they have a wedding immediately after the nine days, after the ninth of Av, and desperately needs a new suit or dress tailored. They may do so by a non-Jew even during the nine days. Before Rosh Chodesh Av, one may have a Jewish tailor prepare the clothes for them, even though it's during the three weeks. Bathing during the nine days should not be done even with cold water, however, for medical purposes, or for a woman in labor or postpartum, it is important for them to bathe properly. Uh, in uh, in Houston as well, where the heat is so incredibly intense, it is important for one to bathe regularly as well, if they do so regularly throughout the year. So if someone doesn't bathe uh, in Houston every day, they probably shouldn't do so either during the nine days. It's most likely that they do. A person whose doctor prescribes them to bathe may do so even in hot water. A nida prior to immersing in the mikvah may bathe as normal. A woman who is going to the mikvah immediately after Tisha B'Av should bathe before Tisha B'Av begins. A person who is of a delicate nature, nature or a person who lives in a climate where bathing is required may do so, but special care should be taken to avoid a pleasurable bathing experience. One who normally bathes before Shabbos may do so during the nine days of Av. Someone who normally goes to the mikvah prior to Shabbos may do so during the nine days. However, someone who does not go on a regular basis should not go during the nine days. Someone whose mourning period ended between the 17th of Tammuz and the beginning of Av may get a haircut during this time, but not during the nine days. For a bris that is held during the nine days, it is proper for only the mohel, the sandak, the person holding the baby, the godfather, and the parents of the baby to wear Shabbos clothes. Others receiving honors at the bris should not wear Shabbos clothes, except for the woman, kvater, and that is a husband and a wife, who are passing the baby into the room uh, to her husband. Haircuts and trims for these people are permitted until the week of Tisha B'Av. In certain communities, there are different customs to wear different clothes during the three weeks on Shabbos, each person should follow their respective custom. Number 47, many congregations have a custom to replace the parochis, the ark covering, prior to Tisha B'Av. It is a widespread custom that on Shabbos, prior to Tisha B'Av, that the rabbi gets the maftir aliyah, which is then re- followed by the haftorah of uh, you know Shabbos Chazon, and we'll discuss this a little bit more 
in the coming weeks. My dear friends, have a magnificent day, and thank you so much for joining us on this Living Jewishly podcast.